Hello, my name is Dr. Matthew Lynch, and welcome to another episode of the Advocate Podcast. Can you believe that it's episode number four? Wow, time flies. Today we're going to talk about how you can create a culturally responsive classroom. Building a culturally responsive classroom is hard. To help you along your journey, we're going to talk about exploring and respecting the cultural backgrounds of your students while also using diversity as an asset. If you take my advice, you will have a culturally responsive classroom in no time. The first thing that you need to do in order to build a culturally responsive classroom is you need to gather a wide base of knowledge about other cultures. You may understand your own culture and how it interacts with other cultures, but do you really know a lot about other cultural concepts, ideas, and values? If you don't, you need to educate yourself. Read a book about Asian culture, Latino culture, European culture, African American culture, Native American culture. Read articles, watch a documentary, do all the research that you can in order to find out knowledge about other cultures. Because the students that you have in your classroom, they're gonna be from various cultures. I don't care if you're in the area of the world to where everybody is the same race or the same ethnicity, these races and ethnicities, they're going to have various cultural identities and ideas and concepts. So while everybody may be the same race and ethnicity, their cultural backgrounds are going to be completely different. So first of all, like I said, gather that wide base of knowledge about other cultures. Now, the second step to creating a culturally responsive classroom is don't just limit yourself to book learning. Yeah, you went to the library, you watched a documentary, you read a book, you read an article, but that's not enough. You need to immerse yourself in other cultures. I'll give you an example. I'm not in the classroom anymore, but the other day I was passing an Armenian food festival and I said, wow, there must be a huge enclave or a decent sized enclave of Armenians in the Richmond, Virginia area. I got a chance to stop, eat some Armenian food, learn about the music and the culture. And I was like, wow, if I was still in the classroom, this experience would help me understand my Armenian students. So don't just limit yourself to book learning. Go to a African-American music festival. Go to a jazz music festival. Go to a polka conference. I don't know. But Wherever you find a chance to interact and immerse yourself in other cultures, you need to take advantage of it. The third thing you need to do is use your knowledge to understand your students better. So you have the book knowledge and you've gotten firsthand knowledge of various cultures. Now you need to use this information not only to better teach and assess your students, but to better understand who they are as individuals. Students are not going to allow you to teach them until they first 
think to themselves, wow, this person actually understands me and cares about me. Once they know that you care about them and you love them, they will allow you to teach them. And the first step to doing that is getting them to understand that, wow, they know my culture. This particular teacher really took time to learn about who I am as far as a, a, a human being. Now, the fourth thing that you're going to need to do is get your students' names right. If you don't get your students' name right, that just shows a basic sign of disrespect. Now, it's understandable to not maybe totally get how to pronounce somebody's name during your first meeting, but during subsequent, I guess you could say, interactions with this particular person, they're going to take it personal. They're going to take it as a negative if you haven't learned how to correctly pronounce their name. So your students are going to be the same. How can I allow this person to teach me when they won't even get my name right, when they don't care enough about me to learn how to pronounce my name? Basic sign of disrespect, and it's something that's going to basically put you behind the eight ball when it comes to learning about people's cultures and respecting their cultures. The fifth thing that we're going to talk about is you need to encourage students to learn about each other, to learn about each other's cultures. That's one of the main ways that you're going to create a culturally responsive classroom. A lot of things that happen in the United States or that happen within a classroom in the United States is because students come from various cultural backgrounds. So they have various cultural identities and ideas and concepts and also cultural values. So when these cultural values come into conflict, you're gonna have conflict in the form of behavior clashes. One student may be attacking another person simply because they don't understand who they are and where they come from. So when you create activities and learning experiences that force students to not only learn about other people's cultures, but to interact with them and to show a uh, an expanded knowledge of these cultures, the cultures of their classmates, then you're going to see them bond. Wow, I didn't know this about Mexican-American culture. I didn't know this about African-American culture. I didn't know this about European culture. I didn't know this about Armenian culture. So once students get that baseline of understanding each other's cultural backgrounds and values, you're going to see them get along much better. The sixth step to actually building a culturally responsive classroom is going to be giving students a voice. Imagine this, you're a student. You're in a classroom where your teacher is in charge of everything. That power differential is going to be a bit scary. You're going to feel like you don't have a voice. You're going to feel like they don't understand where you're coming from and they don't care to understand where you're coming from. So one thing that you can do as a teacher is to give everybody, regardless of their culture, a voice. You can do this by just talking to your students. Hey, how do you all feel about this? How do you all feel about that? And for students that are shy, you could always give the entire class surveys to get them to tell you how they feel about your teaching style. How do they feel about the activities? How do they feel about the cultural temperature? How do they feel about the school climate? This type of feedback gives students a voice and allows you to use that feedback of voice to better teach them. The last thing that you need to do to establish a culturally responsive classroom, you're going to need to knock down your own biases first. 
As teachers, we come from our own backgrounds, whether it's Asian American, African American, Caucasian, Mexican American, what have you. So the first thing we need to do in order to understand other cultures is knock down our biases first. African Americans have biases or stereotypical ideas about white culture, Mexican American culture, Asian American culture. And when it comes to all the other races, they have their own biases and stereotypical ideas and concepts about other races. So until you check your bias at the door, until you, I guess you could say, learn to be true to yourself and say, hey, I have this type of negative idea or concept about this particular group, about that particular group. Until you check those biases at the door, you're never going to be able to be the best teacher that you can be. Because once you confront those biases, you can say, hey, I'm wrong. I think this about African-Americans. I think this about Latino-Americans. And now that I come in contact with these cultures and I am entrusted with teaching them, I have to be the best teacher that I can be. So I can't discriminate. I can't have these stereotypes in my mind about other cultures because it's not going to allow me to be the best teacher that I can be. Well, that's it for today's show. Today, we have talked about seven different tips that you can use in order to establish a culturally responsive classroom. And in order to teach all of your students who are going to come from various cultures, you're going to have to use tips like these in order to create this maximum culturally responsive classroom where people of all cultures, students of all cultures, feel as though they have a voice. They feel as though the teacher is... I guess you could say invested in making sure that all students, regardless of their race, their culture and their nationality or their academic ability, have the, the potential to be the best that they can be. So if they don't feel as though you want to help them get to their potential, if they feel as though you're racist or biased in a way, they're not going to allow you to teach them. 